Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on February 8th, 2021. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This podcast cuts through the noise and gives you South Carolina-specific COVID-19 news and stories. This episode features our continued look at the debate over vaccinating teachers versus older South Carolinians. We have an encouraging economic recovery outlook for you. Those 65 and older can now get vaccinated, and they've been calling DHEC off the hook to find out how and where. We also have more insight on mRNA vaccines and what DHEC is doing to reach vulnerable and underserved communities in our state. Additionally, we want to hear your stories, so we set up a voicemail box to hear from you all about your daily life in these difficult times. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is ongoing, widespread, and not contained, according to Department of Health and Environmental Control officials. There have been 6,881 confirmed deaths, and currently there are 414,573 confirmed cases being reported in all 46 counties as of February 8th at 4 p.m. Our percent positive is 7%. Now remember, it has been recalculated, so this is a different formula, so it might look lower than, than what's really going out there, but it's still, still things happening out there. Our hospitalization, ICU, and ventilator rates continue to decline from mid-January highs, And currently, 1,517 patients are hospitalized with COVID-19, 354 are in intensive care, and 211 are on ventilators. Now, do you need assistance with vaccine information? Well, you can call DHEC's vaccine information line at 1-866-365-8110. You can get answers to vaccine-related questions and help finding contact information you need to make an appointment. brought you reporting last episode on the debate over when teachers can get vaccinated. This will be an ongoing battle for the foreseeable future and is centered around a bill introduced by Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey, known as S-516. That bill would put teachers ahead in line of seniors to get the vaccine. It would require teachers to be vaccinated within several weeks so they could return to five-day full-time face-to-face instruction by March 22nd. However, the governor wants the most at-risk populations to be vaccinated first, which is why along with DHEC and federal government guidelines, those 65 and older can now get vaccinated. Here is State Superintendent of Education Molly Spearman speaking during a hearing on the bill last Thursday with Senate Minority Leader Brad Hutto. There are some folks, and I've been meeting this week with the few districts that are still only virtual, really pressing on them to get back. And I'm hearing that, well, we need the vaccine. You know, that's that's the reason. I understand, and and again, yesterday the head of the new head of CDC said, you know, vaccinating is not, you don't have to be vaccinated. We've already proved it works, but there are, that fear factor is there. The fear factor is there. And I think that doing this would alleviate that final excuse that some folks may be leaning on. So is it then your intention that if we move teachers uh, up in in the order, and get them vaccinated within the next hopefully few weeks, but maybe a month, 
that everybody will be offering full-time five-day classes? Yes, sir. What percentage of schools are doing that now versus? About 51 percent. We have 1,263 schools, and 546 of them are back full five days a week right now. And some are hybrid. And 45 percent are hybrid, and we still have about 3 percent that are totally virtual. Totally virtual. Okay. Even if schools do go back full time, there will still be a virtual option for those students who are at risk. But how many teachers want this vaccine? Well, currently there are about 122,000 teachers and support staff in the state. And according to a survey from the Department of Education, about 71,000 said they would take the vaccine if it was offered to them. About half the school districts right now have plans in place for how the vaccine will be rolled out among teachers with local providers. But with additional studies and data showing limited spread in schools, Spearman pulled down guidance for school reopening that she issued last year. Today, there's growing evidence from within our state and across the nation that schools are not the super spreaders they were once feared to be. This is largely in part to the hard work and dedication of local districts and individual schools to put the appropriate safety measures in place. The supporting studies have found schools to be safe when they are following key mitigation strategies and they are implemented consistently. Correct use of masks, social distancing to the extent possible, hand sanitizer, respiratory etiquette, cleaning and disinfection of buildings, and contact tracing. Those things that we've heard Dr. Bell say over and over again, she was right. In the summer, we didn't know how it was going to work. Now we do. And that is why today I am rescinding the initial guidance from our Accelerate Ed Task Force report published in June 2020 that bases school operations on community spread trends and data. Given the abundance of reports showing how low COVID-19 risk of in-person operations, rescinding the guidance that talked about the low, medium, high spread. We know now you can operate schools safely even under high spread in communities. While the governor wants to see full face-to-face five-day-a-week instruction taking place, teachers groups such as Palmetto State Teachers Association and SC for Ed say they don't support requiring schools to be face-to-face until vaccines are made available to them, something we know the governor opposes at this moment. So here we are. We'll be watching to see how much support S-516 gets in the Statehouse and if it's enough to overturn a veto from the governor in the future. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office recently released its economic forecast that projects the economic expansion that began in mid-2020 to continue. Specifically, gross domestic product is projected to return to its pre-pandemic level in mid-2021. This modeling is based on federal taxes and spending plans in place as of January 12th, so it doesn't incorporate any new stimulus spending. The CBO currently projects a stronger economy than it did in July 2020, in large part because the downturn was not as severe as expected and because the first stage of the recovery took place sooner and was stronger than expected. The CBO also forecasts that the unemployment rate will gradually decline going forward 
and the number of people employed returns to its pre-pandemic level in 2024. Inflation will gradually rise over the next few years and rise above 2% after 2023, according to their projections. Now, again, these are just forecasts, so uh, take it what it is. These guys do have an idea about what they're doing, but uh, just take it with a grain of salt. But still some encouraging news there from the CBO. Moving from GDP to M-O-N-E-Y. Yes, that's how you spell ports in this state. You might remember that we briefly spoke about forward movement on a bill for up to $550 million in bonds to pay for near-dock rail infrastructure down at the Port of Charleston. South Carolina Ports Authority Director Jim Newsom gave an overview of the benefits and the need for this project. We're in a very unique position in our port system today. We're a top 10 container port. The top 10 ports do over 90% of the U.S. port volume. We are the only port that's building a new terminal, the only permitted new container terminal since 2009 built in this country. It's not easy to do. Because of the foresight of this body and putting $300 million aside for our harbor deeping in, in 2012, we will have the deepest harbor on the East Coast. And the last remaining component, members of the committee, is rail infrastructure. We do 25% by rail. We think we can do up to 30%. It's vital to our future. Uh, rail will be the secret sauce of above market growth for ports. So that's really why we're here in front of the committee asking for this extraordinary funding really to to complete this important project. Because companies that do business with our port via rail will eventually probably put facilities down near the port. I think that is the secret sauce of the of the model that we have today. It's ultimately about getting more presence in the state, getting freight that's captive to our port. Something very important to note that, that we are bumping up against truck capacity limits today. So to make this current train operation work, the port runs a rapid rail drayage program where we essentially buy 350,000 containers of moves on a yearly basis to support the current rail facilities. Also very important in the low country is we have the potential by 2040 to reduce 500,000 truck trips on low country highways per annum from essentially 680,000 truck moves a year down to 180,000 per year, which is significant. You can, and certainly the DOT looked at this and corroborated our findings in saying that it would be a significant reduction in truck trips, which would have a very favorable impact on the road infrastructure. So a lot of benefits there to the state, businesses, and also reducing truck traffic on state highways. I'll, I'll take that any day. Another benefit is the cost to borrow. Right now, interest rates for the bonds are estimated conservatively around less than 2%. We won't actually know the rate until they're sold. That is, you know, if the state house approves this bill. And the bill also represents about 10% of the available borrowing capacity for the state. Since the state hasn't passed a bond bill for a couple years, there's ample space to pay for the bonds without the state paying more money out of the general fund for debt service. So a couple things here working in their favor. When asked about what kind of return on investment there is for this project, Secretary of Commerce Bobby Hitt put it like this. I can tell you as we have grown our manufacturing base by 16% over the last 10 years and the operation and our logistics and the operation of the port are key to our recruitment and our success in manufacturing. Uh, and therefore, if we are at risk if we don't continue to modernize. Manufacturing is going to change dramatically in the next 10 years, and we need to have our infrastructure keep up with that. If we do not, then we will start to see uh, our manufacturing community slow down and not expand further. The borrowing bill was sent out of the Senate Finance Committee last week, which is where Hitt and Newsom were testifying. 
The bill is now on the Senate calendar. Hit him with that foghorn. So it's official. Those 65 and older in the state can now sign up for their vaccine as part of phase 1A, joining mission critical workers on the front lines for the vaccine. Now, you may remember that they were back way back in phase 1C until federal guidance and discussions at the state level began happening in January. Dr. Michael Kochka, DHEC physician and chief medical officer for COVID-19, gave more insight on how this process came to light on a media call on Monday. You know, the federal government had lowered the age to 65. We, we did have some concerns about that initially because we were having uh, such limited vaccine doses available even for those over the age of 70. So we did delay a little bit looking at that. But um, as we move forward, as we were seeing uh, vaccine doses go out, there was a discussion between DHEC and the governor's office and uh, the decision to, to move forward jointly with the recommendation of 65 plus being included in phase 1A. And so far, the response has been astronomical. How astronomical? Well, Kochka said that between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Monday, the DHEC vaccine line have received 3,000 calls. Uh? That's right. People want this vaccine. You can find vaccine locations on DHEC's website, scdhec.gov slash vaxlocator. And of course, you can always call their vaccine line at 1-866-365-8110. Kochka weighed in on why other states may be vaccinating different groups compared to South Carolina, such as teachers. Well, it's not as simple as that. He explains. So you can't accurately compare a state's vaccine plan status across the board. So state vaccine plans are unique and they're specific to their state. So saying that one state is in, uh, in a phase while another state is not in another doesn't really paint an accurate picture. You need to consider things like the state population, the age of its population. Um, Does it have a lot of urban centers as as, as opposed to rural centers and um, the nursing home population as well? So there's a lot of state-specific variables that go into how and when and why a state is in a certain phase of its vaccination plan. So if you've been vaccinated, maybe you have some questions about what might happen to you if you come into contact with someone who has COVID. What should you do? Kachka gave this advice. So as of right now, CDC is still uh, using very cautious guidelines, and they are recommending that someone who has been vaccinated, who does come in contact with someone who's uh, contagious with COVID-19, go ahead and follow the quarantine protocol. Now, that's that's an abundance of caution approach, um, simply because we just don't know that the studies that were done on the vaccine were looking at clinical disease and severe disease. It wasn't looking at this asymptomatic transmission. So we don't know as much about that right now, what the risk will be um, for those who have had the vaccine to potentially spread it after coming in contact with the virus again. Um, it's, it's, I know it's, it's frustrating guidance right now. It's It should be understood. It, the vaccines really are going to be our way out of this pandemic. So it's a slow stepwise process. Um, hopefully we'll have more information on this possibility of asymptomatic transmission soon. And um, as we get more and more people vaccinated, um, we'll see that herd immunity effect anyway. 
Um, so it's going to be um, a much smaller issue. So the vaccines uh, that we have are really safe, really effective, and ultimately look like they're going to be our way to see the end of this pandemic. So let's continue our look at the vaccine. As more South Carolinians become eligible for it, there remains some skepticism around it. Despite these shots being safe and effective, and some 42.4 million having been administered in the country so far. Bobby Connor with Health Focus recently spoke with Dr. Michael Schmidt about the messenger RNA or mRNA COVID-19 vaccines about how they work and provide protection. Dr. Schmidt is a professor of microbiology and immunology at MUSC. Bobby opened by asking Dr. Schmidt for a general overview of the vaccines. First and foremost, both vaccines are safe. Otherwise, they would have never made it out of the FDA. Secondly, Pfizer's vaccine is about 95% effective at preventing symptoms of the COVID-19 infection as measured as quickly as seven days after your second shot. Moderna's vaccine is about the same in its level of effectiveness at preventing the symptoms of COVID-19, but Moderna's takes about 14 days after the second dose. And how exactly does this vaccination then protect us? Both vaccines granted the EUA are very similar in their elegant design. Each have a bit of oil and a set of instructions for our muscle cells. Starting with a jab into our arm, the oil then helps deliver the instructions to our muscle cell. This is where the mRNA is actually read. Similar to the way you read a recipe in the kitchen, our muscle cells read that set of instructions and then begin to make the spike protein. Spike looks like a teed up golf ball sticking out of our muscle cells. Our immune surveillance system will effectively say, that's not normal and it's gotta go. And so it does. Our immune system dispatches those golf balls. And in the process, it learns how to defend us against the virus that causes COVID-19. What are the common short-term side effects that some people experience uh, when they get the vaccine? Well, both vaccines can cause similar side effects, from pain to redness to sometimes swelling on the arm you got the shot. There's also the possibility that you could develop a fever, chills, fatigue, or sometimes even a headache. And how long might these common side effects from the vaccine last? Generally, they last a day or two, no longer. And if you do have prolonged side effects, make certain that you contact your healthcare provider because they'll know what to do. And while this vaccine is super important, there's more that we can all do to help stop the spread of COVID-19. Well, Bobby, you're correct. Vaccination is yet another step in our four-point plan to control this pandemic. We started with the big three, masking, distancing, and hygiene. Now we're adding a fourth measure, vaccination. And it looks to be very promising at snuffing out this pandemic. Remember, Masking, distancing, and hygiene are the only way we're going to control this until we all get vaccinated. Another topic we continue to focus on around the vaccine is how the state is addressing inequities and ways to reduce the burden on vulnerable communities. DHEC said last week that they're taking several approaches to handle this, including making sure vaccines are provided to rural practices and federally qualified health centers 
DHIC is also continuing to offer vaccinations at events across the state through local health departments and other locations, many of which are in mostly rural counties. DHEC is working to get mobile units, more clinics, and other providers in underserved communities who are often hardest hit by the disease. And DHEC is also providing vaccine providers more of the supplies needed to give shots that do not come in the federal government kits. In addition, the agency is working to staff up as many as 46 teams that would be deployed to maximize availability of COVID-19 vaccinations across the state. Welcome to our wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. Tell us how you're handling things, if you've been vaccinated, if you're going through the process of signing up for a vaccine, getting that first dose, what that second dose is like. We want to know. We've been hearing some stories from some friends and family and want to hear what your experience has been. You can do so by calling 803-563-7169 and leaving us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. That being said, AT, do we have any voicemails? Oh, we got voicemails, pal. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Uh, so that's in it. That's it. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We're going to play got one. Me. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You goof. <laughs> you goof. I spoofed you. I just um, thought we had. <laughs> I thought we were over. No. Uh, this one is a little long, so we're only single dipping today. Hmm. Uh, yep. She had to call back. She went so long, but that's okay. She's a friend of the pod. Okay. So she's earned it. All right. Here we go. Okay. Good morning, Gavin and AT. Uh, this is Victoria from uh, Northeast Columbia. Just wanted to give you an update. I'm a longtime listener and repeat caller. Uh, we've got an update for the COVID-19 vaccine and also a uh, treat uh, snack recommendation. Uh, first of all, the for the COVID-19, uh, since the over 70 and above um, was able to, you know, try to get the shot, we had trouble getting into the phone uh, phone. Uh, line at one provider. Um, my husband then went to the uh, online Prisma and Lexington uh, Medical Center to get an appointment, you know, register for that. Uh, that took a couple days, and then you got the VAMS uh, email to go through the CDC, and that form was very painful. So, so he was able to get a uh, appointment, but that was going to be in March, and only one appointment. We're uh, glad to hear when Publix was going to do the COVID-19 vaccines, and my husband got on right away, got his uh, response like the same day, and received his vaccine last night. And actually, when they scheduled the appointment, then they also scheduled the second appointment, the follow-up, all in one, one step. So we were there last night. There was no line. Uh, so I went shopping, and about 10 minutes later, I come back. He's already gotten the shot. It was uh, before his scheduled appointment time, and he was waiting for the 15 minutes. It all went well, uh, even overnight. And this morning, he's doing fine, uh, no issues, just a little you know, pain from the shot. For the treat uh, recommendation uh, is the Reese Cup Covered Pretzels. Those are really good. We never had them before. I just bought a, a small bag for part of my husband's birthday gift, and oh, it's really good. And so now we're on the hunt for them. And so don't uh, just want to re recommend them. 
Uh, and again, appreciate all the good work that you guys are doing there on the lead and uh, stay safe and take care. Bye. Well, Victoria, it was great to hear from you again about your experience with the vaccine. And we're also very excited for your husband getting his shot. That's awesome. I want to, um, I want to get a shot so I can get some Reese Reese cup covered pretzels. I know that was for his birthday, but I feel like, you know, treat yourself if you have to get the vaccine. <laughs> I'm looking Gavin for any really excuse to get it. For, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking uh, for any I, excuse. I, I am going to take umbrage. I, I've been fighting Ooh. this fight since about third grade. Re- oh, Reese's. It's, it's Reese's. Yeah. Well, not Reese's. Well, it, it, it we know because it, ha- it has Reese's to pieces. rhyme with pieces. <laughs> Reese's the pieces. name rhymes with pieces. And no, you change pieces. You, you change pieces to pieces. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's obviously Reese's pieces. <laughs> it just doesn't flow as well, you know. And I, I appreciate <laughs> Victoria says it the same way. <laughs> oh, I, it's a 50-50 split in the world. <laughs> I mean, it is one of my favorite, one of my favorite candies too. Right Reese's there. pieces. I don't. I'm not a candy person, just Reese's, but uh, yeah, I like Reese's. I, I like Reese's. I like Reese's pieces. Never had, never had Reese's. I have no idea what that is. I know what a Reese's monkey is. <laughs> like I was explaining the whole Nevada, Nevada thing to my friend Joanna yeah. on the phone yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is kind of like another hill to die on for that. But uh, I, while I can probably change the way I say Nevada, so I can say mm-hmm. Nevada like the right way. Reese's is entrenched. I'm just never going to change for Reese's. Yeah, that's just not that's just programmed. I am a I am a piece of the Mars company. <laughs> I think it's by Mars. <laughs> well, I think you're saying it wrong. Yeah, well, I think yeah, no, they I think would tell it you it's wrong. <laughs> you know, I just think you're wrong. Uh, They're like, well, we appreciate your support there, but uh, you keep saying it wrong. <laughs> like, well, I just want as many Reese's <laughs> as I can get. <laughs> uh, I I also hate when people call like Super Mario Mario. Okay, that oh, doesn't make any sense. That's wrong. I've never it's heard wrong. that. Oh, I oh, I've got I have friends that say Mario. Okay, uh, we were talking earlier about the Super Bowl. I'm assuming everyone's yeah. talking about that. You probably don't have your water cooler to be around unless you're like you know frontline personnel. You're out there working, uh, chit chatting about the big game and the, the commercials. Uh, yeah. I almost didn't watch it because I don't. Really, I mean, it wasn't that appealing to me. But uh, I was I was talking to my friend Joanna, and then we just got on the phone for four hours. And just watch it together for a super. But you talk for a football game, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, you know she's she's a good friend of mine. We were roommates back in college, um, so we. We, we needed to catch up anyway, and this the best way was to watch real time and then critique real time too, because I wasn't going to go. The, do a I party. would say I would say the Super Bowl was pretty bad yeah, this year. It was, it was boring, boring, boring. It was boring game, boring commercials, boring game, uh, bad commercials, boring game. Think things were just falling apart on the field. You kind of weekend felt bad for was, the, the weekend. I don't think the weekend did a bad job, but like no, I thought people, that was fine. So many people. There's there there are only people on either side saying it was the worst thing they ever saw or the best thing they ever saw. And in terms and of I the game, I mean, or are you talking about no, the performance? No, the, the weekend. The weekend. Oh, everyone says and, about everyone based on who they like. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah, you can like the weekend fine, but I, I just think that that was a pretty boring halftime. And the mix was terrible. And when I say mix, I mean like the 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 levels of the instruments versus the weekend's voice and all that kind of stuff. I think it was just terrible. And and a lot of people on the internet were saying the same thing. So and you're I a subject matter expert. I mean, you know what you're talking about here. We're not I some know. innocent oh, guy. Baby, I could talk in all the lingo, baby. <laughs> Adjust the, like auto-tunes yourself right here. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I, I was telling you that Jeep commercial was Springsteen, the boss to some people. Uh, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even recognize Springsteen. I didn't even know that was him. I was like, who is and this Gavin, person? Gavin I'm, is a noted Springsteen recognizer. And <laughs> I'm I just mean, like, who? What? What? <laughs> and I got a Jeep in my Jeep to Jeep. Yeah. What was the deal with him driving? It was snowy and cold everywhere, and his Jeep had no roof. 
It's the like, boss, what baby. was that about? The, the he, he's just warm. All his money keeps him warm. Yeah. Uh, I know. I just the, the the sight of of Bruce Springsteen selling me cars was just off putting. It was I didn't a message. Like it was a message about hope. Which oh, I, I just thought didn't. the Bass Pro Shops did a better job with that. If you're trying to do a little COVID messaging, I, there. I just I really that don't was, need the brands. The yeah. I don't need the brands doing that for me. You know, oh, well, just I wait want, till Pride I, Month, baby. I want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just I don't want the brands preaching to me. I want the Budweiser frogs. Can we all? The, agree when they weren't that on the that, Budweiser why weren't they in the Budweiser commercial? The Budweiser frogs haven't been in any commercial since like 1999. Uh, probably some maybe 2000s. Massive litigation that we don't know about. <laughs> really upset. I loved the Budweiser frogs. <laughs> yeah, because they even had the bottles with the little helmets. You know, I was like, well, if they're going that far back, you know, the frogs are up there. I, I wish. I wish. It's sad. 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 Sorry, state of affairs with with these brands and the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Really upset about the brands. You guys got to do better if we're going to consume. I re- oh, I'm not going to consume at this rate. <laughs> um, I I do like that. Like Pepsi, every year does the Pepsi halftime show, and yes. still no one drinks. Pepsi. I couldn't tell you the last time I willingly <laughs> bought or drank a Pepsi. And, and, wait, if I I remember as a kid, I loved Coke. I thought Coke was the, the greatest world. drink ever created by man, like wow. greater than beer wow. or anything like that. I truly believe that. Um, and uh, when I was at a restaurant and you go, uh, can I get a Coke? They use Pepsi good? No. no water. It's not, no. Yeah, that'll, that'll be it for <laughs> it me. Thank you. No, no, no Pepsi. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink soda that often if, if I don't ever, drink it really. anymore. Like, I, um, the last time I had, I think, was when I was road tripping back home for Christmas and I stopped at Sheets and I said, you know what? I'm going to get myself a vanilla Coke because what the heck? <sighs> what the heck? I did it. Uh, but that's, regular I mean, Coke. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the diet. You know, it's just as bad for you. So just go full throttle. Full sugar. It's worse for you. Aspartame is terrible for you. I know. That's what I'm saying. Get the get the full throttle, baby. Yeah, just get the real one. Real I don't coke. do sugary soft drinks. I don't do energy drinks. I have enough energy from my spinach fueled uh, feed, so I don't need all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, noted noted. All, all my friends know about me that I've never had a cup of coffee in my life, and so like I just don't caffeine. I drink water all day. Yeah, water's that's where really it's it. at. You don't need the and the beer. sugar the sugar uh, water. But I just love brands. <laughs> you just can't get enough brands. My I favorite brands. brands don't advertise. Well, I guess there was an Amazon ad, but uh, no Costco. I mean, Costco was. doesn't need to because they just know it's just that good. You don't need to advertise Costco. It's Where good. else are you getting 10 pounds of produce at once? Oh, baby. <laughs> You're speaking my language. <laughs> I'm, you, yeah, Gavin sees a, a 10-pound bag of, of what? Spinach. I don't know, lettuces or spinach, <laughs> and he just goes, I'm going to juice you so hard. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you, I have actually been like on... An off, I haven't been juicing as much lately. I don't know what's going on. I can on tell. I, you've lost all your gains. <laughs> the, 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 the color in my face. <laughs> your pallor. <laughs> yes, I'm, and I'm quite frail now, so I need to, need to get my juicing going. A before. stiff wind will break your skin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just a little low-key low key little Super Bowl weekend. I also watched a couple of reruns of Sherlock because that's just such a great show. Great show. And was, I will say that for for it being the Super Bowl this year and the like Super Bowl kind of was the end of normal life last year. Mm-hmm. It, it was sad mm-hmm. for me because my friends and I, we always get together and just cook and th- they, they cook more game day type stuff. And I always cook a big Italian thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get to do that this year. It was very sad. Yeah. But I did get to spend time with uh, my wife. And I uh, I also have to say it's our anniversary today. And oh! shares the anniversary with... 
the day that the Eagles Super Bowl parade was. So, ba boom, oh, wow, go birds. Wow. Take it out, baby. You just said shares, and I just heard share, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin also was watching burlesque this week, so I did see share. <laughs> How many years? Uh, 14 years. Oh, my gosh. Married? Yeah, baby. No. Okay. Together. This is our date. I, I also... This is a very AT thing. I, I don't like the wedding anniversary as much as like the dating anniversary. That's true. That's a good because thing. Because the, the, the wedding wouldn't happen without the other one. I yeah. think it's much more important. So that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it also is me, it's easier for me to remember because it's my half birthday. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, 16? What are you, eight? No, not even 16. I'm uh, eight and a half <laughs> officially today. <laughs> I don't even know when my half birthday is. Oh, I know I've, I've, I've passed it because we're getting close again. July is coming up. Oh, God, oh, you sick 30, to your stomach. 34 and a half. Do the credits. Do the credits. <laughs> Get out. Hurry. Don't tell me your real age. Well, folks, thanks for listening. And to show us your appreciation. <laughs> I'm leaving it. You got to keep going. And to show us your appreciation, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or a voicemail, 803-563-7169. Operators are always standing by waiting to take your calls. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. Also, remember that the No Pledge Drive Pledge Drive is going on. Valentine's Day is coming up. Do you need me to put this out for you? Do you need me to spell this out for you? Get your Valentine, a PBS, SCETV, South Carolina Public Radio membership, folks. Be part of the ETV Endowment. Become a member. Tell all your friends you're a member. It's super cool. You get a sticker. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. And also, you're supporting the great programming that ETV and South Carolina Public Radio brings to you for free over the airwaves. So, that being said, you're welcome. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a boss fan, so I can't really recognize him on the spot anymore, but yee wee wee. I mean, it wasn't like back in the day when I could spot Bruce Springsteen from a mile. A mile off, I could see him. That's the boss. I don't know what to tell you. Over there, that's him. That's the boss. Don't come near me!